You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The media wanted to tell my story. And it was during the pandemic, I think people were tired of really neg- a lot of negativity and, and how depressing everything was. So they just were really featuring stories of perseverance and, mm-hmm. and positivity. And I was just at the right place at the right time for all of that. Welcome to Was It Chance, the podcast about embracing opportunity and taking intentional risk for your creative life. I'm Heather Vickery. And I'm Alan Seals. And Heather and I started off as two perfect strangers who met by chance and embraced opportunity. Listen in as we chat with other successful people about the risks they've taken to put themselves on a path to creative success. Alan, I am so excited. I really am to introduce Jose Rolon. Am I saying your last name right, Rolon? Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, thank you. Jose calls himself a nuptial maestro, which I think is fucking fantastic as a recovering wedding planner myself. (laughs) Um, I love it. So for almost a decade, Jose has made a name for himself with his very chill vibe and generous command in wedding planning and design, which has made him one of the top wedding planners in New York City. However, now he has this really interesting story that's taken an unexpected and delightful turn During the pandemic and quarantine, Jose and his family chose to take TikTok by storm. And as a result, he has become completely viral. I mean, big time viral, featured on the Today Show, Now This News, Ellen's Game of Games. I mean, the list, I'm not even going to go on. We'll put them all in the show notes. Holy shit. Jose, welcome to Was It Chance. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thanks for that intro. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I want to start with a very, um, very deep question. And oh, I want to no. know what what generous command refers to. In part of the, in the <laughs> intro, you said it's chill vibe and generous command. I did so, pull that straight from your bio, Jose. Well, Alan, it, you have to hire me in order to see what that generous command looks like. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I wasn't taking that it there. really sounds inappropriate, fellas. I'm just I mean... listen, listen. I was not taking it there, but now we went there. Um, I think your generous command looks very nice. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about event planning, right? That's what I'm You're saying. Inappropriate. From, his, from his social media, it looks like his event planning is very, very well endowed. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Oh my God. I told you, you unleashed him right I've before we started him. recording. Was I unleashed Alan and I make no apologies or promises to any of you for the rest no, of the it's, hour. It's, this is good. This is going to be a wild ride. Everybody strap in. <laughs> well, and now Alan asked this silly question and I kind of feel like the asshole because I'm going to ask a serious question. So this show is about embracing chance and manifesting, creating a life that you want. But chance kind of fucked with you in a really big way. And what you've done since then is incredible. But you lost your husband. Would you share the story of losing your husband? And and there's a lot that goes to it. I'll let you tell it. And Well, you, you already gave away the punchline of my story. Oh, do you tell it in a certain <laughs> way and be like, and my husband died. I'm sorry. And, my, and scene. No. Uh, <laughs> and that's all the time we've got. Thank you so that's much it. for Thank being you. here. Alan, I'll see you on the other side and show you that generous command. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> no, I, okay. So uh, shifting gears a little bit. Back in 2008, I met my husband. We got married in 2010. Um, and then into shortly thereafter, we decided to start our family. And so we went through surrogacy. We had our... Uh, son, who uh, was born in March 2013. And, um, and yeah, I think, you know, the plan was just to have one kid. And then when Avery was two months old, my, my, uh, my husband, Tim came out and said uh, of the bedroom with Avery in his arms and said, babe, you know what I'm thinking? And I'm like, well, pizza or Chinese? Like, I'm hungry. What are we thinking? He's like, no, he's <laughs> like, he's like, I think we should have more. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And you know, this is the guy who, when we met was very clear, he didn't want to have children. And so um, to me, that was quite shocking. And I was the one that wanted to have kids and he was able to come around. And so, you know, just the fact that at two months old with our son, you know, staying up late night and getting up in the middle of the night that he wanted to have more kids, but we said, all right, well, let's go for it. So we got pregnant again. Our, when we went to go see our surrogate for one of our appointments, we found out at that appointment that we were pregnant with twins. And so of course, now I'm the one that's really freaking out. And, <laughs> and, and Tim is like, we got this. I'm like, all right. Um, and then the following week, he went away on a business trip. And yeah, it was just, it was just a really, he, he was always my alarm clock, whether if he was laying next to me or, you know, traveling, he was always really good about uh, messaging me in the morning. And, um, he failed to do that once and I gave him a lot of shit for it because I've got abandonment issues. And if you're not like connecting with me at least once during your day, I assume the worst. So he promised <laughs> never to do that again. And so that's like Heather. I, I get that. She's oh like that, right? her every day. Yeah. And so you are not my husband. Kind of. You called me I, your podcast husband. Anyway, back this is a serious story. Don't be an idiot. Ahead, no, it's, it's all good. And so I, I didn't hear back from him and, and um, it was just a bit strange. And so I, you know, I definitely cursed him out in a couple voicemails, being like, this isn't funny, oh, wow. what's going on? Uh, and I was at a industry event, a Christmas industry event being videotaped and photographed. And so you could sort of imagine the juxtaposition of, mm -hmm. you know, there's like a hot cocoa station, Mariah's playing in the background, you know, we're all just having all the good feels at, at this um, Christmas event. 
And I saw that there was a voicemail uh, from the Pennsylvania PD asking me to give them a call. And I knew something was wrong. And yeah, I just went out to the back and I gave them a call. And, you know, I remember, I remember just, honestly, I remember being on that call, praying to the God that I don't believe in and praying that it was a car accident, like, you know, not the fatal kind, but one that I could actually handle. And the detective came on and said, uh, how do you know Timothy Merrill? And I said, well, he's, he's, he's my husband. What's going on? What happened? And then he said, you know, I'm really sorry, but he passed away last night, uh, in his sleep. And we believe it's a heart attack. It was a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I collapsed and I couldn't believe it, you know? And, and I think that, you know, my, my intention in that moment was, I just, I wanted to get home where I felt mm-hmm. safe. I wanted to get home to my eight-month-old son. I wanted to not think about how we just found out the week before that we were 11 weeks pregnant with twins. And I was, you know, very clear in that moment that I was not going to follow through the pregnancy. I was very much going to abort. And mm-hmm. um, and then uh, six days later, I woke up it was the day of tim's funeral and it was still dark outside and i sat at the edge of the bed and something something really hit me which was um like fuck you know like my son just lost his father and what if something were to happen to me i i didn't want to leave him alone in this world so i decided not only in that moment to follow through the pregnancy but actually announced that we were pregnant while giving my husband's eulogy at the church um nobody knew we were pregnant and so here we are eight years later and, you know, it's been a wild ride. We've been rocking and rolling ever since and some wonderful blessings have come out of it. Um, obviously, including my three children, Avery is Tim's biological child and they look exactly alike. So <laughs> it's this beautiful blessing that he's left behind there. And then the girls are biologically mine, but all three have the same egg donor. Yeah, that's wow. that's the that's the story of my loss. So I remember you losing Tim because I yeah. just started dating my partner Bernadette, and she said, "Oh my God, my my friend Jose, who's a planner in New York," and she and it was just shocking anytime someone so young and unexpectedly passes. But then to have the babies coming, uh, what do you think it was? that made you change your mind? Like were this shows about, was it chance? And, and you already said, you kind yeah. of don't believe in God, but you were praying to God. Like what, what was that? Honestly, I, if, if without going too far back and, and, and deeper, I'll just in one, two sentences. I mean, I lost both of my parents at a very young age as well. So my dad, when I was 18 and that's okay. He was an asshole. Good riddance. My mom <laughs> at 23, Uh, And that was really Mm. difficult for me. And so I grew up as an only child. And so I felt like at 23, I was, you know, left in the world on my own to to get by. And so I was definitely projecting in my uh, in in my feeling and response to to thinking about my son. I didn't want the same thing to happen to him. Let's say, you know, he was eight, 10 years old and something happened to me. I just didn't want to put him in that same position. I wanted them to feel that if something were to happen to me, that he had siblings right next to him that um, he could count on. Yeah. And your kids seem really close. 
Are they super tight? <laughs> they are. They they are really close. Lila and um, Avery, uh, you know, my tomboy. Uh, she's re- they're really close. And London is close too, but they shut her out a little bit just because she's like the girly girl and Aww. she likes unicorns, rainbows. She farts out glitter. Like it's like you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's she's insane. And and you know, Lila and Avery are not so much down for all that stuff. They like sports and jujitsu and all that stuff so but they all three of them are very close so were you already into wedding planning uh before the children happened and before you lost your husband or is this something that kind of happened out of that out of the tragedy i mean so i feel like you know out of out of death comes life and out of life comes death it's this great metaphysical circle right so at what point I guess you know, I'll stop there and let you answer the question. But were you <laughs> <Exactly>. already <laughs> were you already into this, or was did something inform the other? Yeah, Alan. I, I mean, the timing of it all was kind of insane because I was still I was working at the foundry in Long Island City from 2010 till March of 2013, um, and there was sort of this question. You know, Tim made he he did well. He he made good money. Um, he worked at Wells Fargo and Deutsche Bank before that, and so. You know, he gave me the option to say, hey, when our son is born, do you want to be a stay-at-home dad or or stay at the foundry? And at the moment, being a stay-at-home dad felt really, really appealing. Um, and then it sort of, it, I had this sort of like weekends, I went to this like retreat, I had a little like kumbaya moment and realized that I could have the best of both worlds. I can actually launch my business, create the hours that I want, um, and also at the foundry, I loved that place, but I had peaks and I was making mm-hmm. good money, but I was working a lot of hours. So by launching my own business, I realized that for me, it was about fear of failing. I realized over that, you know, Kumbaya weekend. And I thought, well, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go for it. And so I launched my business the same month my son was born, March 2013. And then wow. Tim passed away that December. And hmm. so it really ended up being a blessing that I, I stayed in the business because had I decided to be a stay-at-home dad and if that would have been the case by the time I was, you know, he had passed away, I, it would have been really difficult for me to get back start into the business, business. Yeah. and start the business. So what was really incredible is people like Bernadette and um, some amazing industry folks. I was the new guy in town and people came out from left and right to support me and Um, I I will always feel indebted to the wedding industry. They were, you know, I mean, there were three caterers. We ended up uh, renting out Studio 450, which was this big glass box in the sky. And that's something that I wanted for Tim's um, reception. And there were three caterers that came to cater for 200 people or more. And two of them were in a legal dispute with each other. And so... (laughs) You know, just the fact that they felt that strongly to support, wow. you know, me and my family. I'm getting emotional now just thinking about it because, you know, that we're we're going on year nine now. And um, it's just, it's incredible. It just really spoke to the industry. And yeah. to this day, I still, I love our industry so much. I don't think we've mentioned on air yet Bernadette. You mentioned Bernadette. Bernadette's your partner. My partner. Yes. And I she will fucking kill me if I don't give Beth Bernstein some props because she is the one that I said, Beth, I want to interview Jose. 
And she said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with him for you. So <laughs> I promise I will not leave you out, Beth. Uh, Beth yeah. takes credit for me and Bernadette being together, which is a little bit of a stretch because Beth talked to me into getting on Facebook. And then I accidentally outed myself on Facebook and Bernadette saw it and we started talking. Oh She's my like, gosh. Oh, swoop it in. That's great. And I, I love Beth. She is somebody who, yeah, I, I wish I could see her a lot more often. She's somebody who she's she's just this incredible human in the world. She is. She's she is my she is my BFF. My sorry, Alan. She's my like real life lives yeah. in town with me BFF. Oh, um, I get it. I get it. I get it. So Jose, when when uh, the timing of all of this is either perfect or horrible. Starting a business, having I mean, a baby, right? And the wedding industry is like not easy. Right. <laughs> so do you do you double down in work or did you? like sort of pause and collect yourself? What, at what point were you, you know, introspecting, you know, your, your Kumbaya Fuck. weekend, I assume that's ayahuasca, which it should be if it isn't. And so, you know, you're, you're going to uh, figure out who you are and you're starting yeah. whether you want to or not. You're, you have to embrace this chance and start a new chapter in your life. So again, are you, are you looking at wedding industry and planning and your business in a new way or is, or is just business as normal for a while? Yeah, well, I think, you know, call it, we'll call this also a blessing, the fact, you know, that when he passed away, it was December, right? And so New York City, our industry is seasonal. And so I didn't have my first wedding until maybe late March. Uh, so it did give me some time to, you know, grieve how I needed to grieve. Um, but, you know, uh, some people know this story. But, you know, I mentioned earlier that Tim and I got married at the Foundry in Long Island City. As a wedding planner, after Tim passed away, guess where my first wedding was? At the Foundry. Like, at the same place that Tim and I got married. And so, you know, imagine, imagine, uh, you know, my bride walking down the aisle to oh, her. Oh, it's devastating. To her, her fiancé, you know, professing her love in the same spot Tim and I <laughs> Um, got married and like I'm in the back crying like stoic tears just bawling my eyes out and, and and I'll never forget the waiter who's like passing brushing past us and he looks and sees me crying and and then he's like you see man this is why we love Jose he's so tapped in with his couples he gets emotional with that <laughs> you're like dude <laughs> I'm like you weren't there man you weren't there you don't know <laughs> And and so how the babies were not born yet yeah. when you had that wedding in March, but soon, right? Yeah, they were they were born June third of that of that year. So yeah, there was there was a lot going on. But I, you know, I had a I had a really incredible nanny who was already in there, and uh, she was phenomenal and still is a phenomenal person. And um, and I definitely wasn't going to fuck around when the girls were coming, so I had a night nurse and yeah. um, come yeah. in. And she was there, you know, for, she was supposed to be there for four weeks, but I had her there for four months. And she was, <laughs> she was actually the one that was telling me, I got to go. Like she, <laughs> she, she cut the cord, you know, uh, you can do this, dad, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and I had a really massive support system. This is something I often talk about, which is, you know, I think, I had a much larger support system than most two parent households because when you're two parents, people assume that you got it. Um, yeah. even though you don't, it's still, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's still a shit show no matter which way 
you slice it. But I think also, you know, there there is there, there's ways I benefit. There's a double standard between being a single gay dad and a and a single mom. And in most of those double standards, I actually do benefit. Um, yes. But you know, with women, it's like you, you know they there's so much pressure and there's the motherly instinct, which obviously I did, I don't have. And, you know, there's this expectation that women just have to have their shit together. They have to get it. So what happens is women get really prideful and they don't want, they, they have a lot of trouble letting people in and they don't want to see them screaming or yelling or seeing their house is a mess. Um, where for me, people just assumed that I didn't have any clue what I was doing. <laughs> and, you know, my family, when they would come visit, they're like, I mira bendito, él no sabe, he don't know what he's doing. Mira, he don't even know how to change his diaper. It's the other way around, you know, whatever it was, right? Like, like I was, I was a mess in their eyes. And, you know, the way that I responded to that shit was like, you are 100% right. Come <laughs> and you know? help me. I need help. You know, I, I may have intentionally put that diaper on wrong. You know, like I, I, I wait, wanted wait, it to doesn't go on his head. It goes on his butt. Okay. Gotcha. Before or after he defecates in it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now we're back. You know, I, I, and I, I mentioned that I lost both my parents. So for me, I wasn't going to burn out this time. And so yeah. I wanted to make yeah. sure that I had a really strong support system and really, truly like, you know, I had, you know, my best friend, uh, Ryan basically moved in for that first year and, um, people were always really willing to help. I think it was a year and a half where I stopped kicking people out of the house. Finally. Hmm. That's, that yeah. takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of, really uh, a lack of pride, I guess, because you were saying, you know, the women, women get prideful stereotypically. And I think you're, you're right. Cause as a society, I, I wanted all the help. Fuck that noise. I was like, give me I have four kids. Really? I was like, all the help. Yeah. No. But, uh, did mm-hmm. you did you go through a lot of therapy after your parents died? Because I at at, at, at in my twenties, if I had lost my parents, I would have just like fallen down this dark rabbit hole of uh, who knows what. Like I I would have not had the self awareness that I think you had at that age. Oh, totally. Listen, when I was when I you know I was twenty three and I had only been here for six months after my mom passed, and so I did all the wrong things. Like I was, you know, I was. You know, I was out late. I was drinking a lot. I was doing coke. Um, you know, and I was never addicted to anything, but it was just always there. And I was in the restaurant business. I was going to sex clubs. Like I'm totally open about this. And 
I, I was just making really, really bad decisions in my life. And so I, um, yeah, I learned that this time, and I did do therapy. I did therapy for 10 years. I mean, also I was 23 in New York City, let's be honest. We were, you know, I think, you know, it's not like it's far-fetched from what some of us experienced when we moved to the new city. But, you know, I when I went in, I went in hard. And I think mm -hmm. this time I knew that, yes, I'm older, um, and I have children now, so I have to be more responsible, but I knew that the difference between the first time around of grieving and the second time around was healthy distractions versus unhealthy distractions. And yeah. so that really was able through therapy, I was really able to hone in on a lot of that stuff. Have you been able to use that skill set in your business and in your parenting and maybe even in, and I'm really excited to move into talking about your <laughs> Your NYC gay dad viral stuff because I just yeah. think it's fascinating. But th those feel like skill sets that apply everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so you mean in terms of like my my the the, the yeah, I, it does. So I think I think like for planning weddings uh, and and my business, I think I'm really. I mean, I as the description goes, you said it in the beginning, but I'm really calm under pressure. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've had kitchens, you know, I was at Cipriani and, and somebody was burning one of the staff members accidentally burned a, actually, I let, let's be honest. It was actually my assistant that actually accidentally <laughs> burned the back of the kitchen down. And I, I <laughs> oops. Oops, sorry, Cipriani. I know you've only been around since like 1800. But I people are always like, are you on drugs? Like I haven't done drugs since I was like in my 20s. But they're like, you just you're always so calm under the craziest situations. And I think, you know, look, once you've lost somebody really close to you, and, um, you know, like nothing, there's nothing that I think you can't handle beyond that point. I, you know, there might be a couple exceptions, right? But um, a wedding, like some shit going down at a wedding, I can, that's easy, you know. In, you have in to be calm at weddings. In you comparison. Because everyone else is freaking out. Yeah, yeah and but a, all and, those kids. Yeah, yeah. and w wedding wedding planners still, I think, continue to have a bit of a bad reputation. And I totally. think, and I, and I get it for good reason. I think a lot of us come with like this godlike complex worse than DJs. And I think that the reality. <laughs> I love <laughs> how you true. say that. So matter of fact, worse than DJs. What like there's what, nobody worse what are you than What about DJs? the worst people in the profession? <laughs> DJs. Oh my God. Top of the list. Top I of mean, the list, DJs. I mean, DJs will show up on the day of like, no, this is my time. Live. This is how I'm going to roll. True. I'm the, That's true. That's true. Because I'm the shit. Um, <laughs> but, but but I think so I, I don't that's not how I operate I think you know given the help that I had in my personal life uh the support systems that's how I treat weddings for me it's about it's very collaborative mm -hmm. um you know I send out timelines uh uh several weeks before and I give all vendors a week to come back with corrections revisions and suggestions that's so that they feel they feel heard and respected and they feel like they're a part of a team so that when we send out the updated timeline, everyone's ready to, you know, have a good time. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think under pressure, I'm pretty good. And I think, you know, having to deal with loss and grief has a lot to do with that. Okay. So first of all, I think the fact that you still have a thriving wedding planning business after the pandemic speaks <laughs> yeah. an awful lot to how well respected you are in the industry because 
a lot of people don't. But quarantine started. Tell me about, tell us about this moment where you were like, well, let's just play with TikTok. Yeah, look, I, okay, so I don't know who your audience is necessarily. <laughs> Neither do we. We're so, no I'm kidding. <laughs> so, They're a loving bunch of forgiving and amazing people. Yeah, so I, I will, I'll give you the scripted response and then I'll give you the real, real that's attached to the scripted response, which is, <laughs> you know, the scripted response is that I, you know, I think like many of us parents, we were dealt with triple duty. We had a parent, we had a homeschool and we had to, you know, make our businesses survive if we went in some secure nine to five job, getting a steady paycheck. And so the idea that, you know, in my, I had an au pair who had to go back because the borders closed in Argent, you know, um, she was from Argentina. And so I was like, man, I'm going to be here. It's just going to be me and them. And I need a way to break all of this up. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought it could be really fun to just start doing some silly videos. The real reel that's attached to that is I, if my kids are driving me crazy, if I reach to a point where I'm finding that I'm yelling a little bit more than usual, if my patience is shorter than normal, it's time for me to take care of business. It's mm -hmm. time for some self care and go yeah. out, have a date, you know, perhaps a hookup, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I need to figure out how to rejuvenate and so yes. that I could come back yeah. and, be, and, and be super dad. Right. All and parents so, everywhere. Yeah. So to me, it was clear that, well, no, not all parents everywhere because parents didn't even want to have sex with them, other partners during the pandemic. Well, and I don't but... necessarily mean the hookup, but the self-care. Like when you find yourself being a really shitty parent, you have to do something for yes. yourself. Oh, yeah. The self-care part. Yes. Oh, and I, tell, so... I tell my wife all the time. I'm like, if I see my kids all the time, I am the worst. Like I need time to myself so I can be a better yes. dad for them. Yeah. 100%. And I, and I do believe, you know, and, and I'm, I don't. I don't judge parents that say I put my kids first. I think that's a real, I think that's great. And that's really wonderful. But I do come from the mindset of putting myself first because, yeah. you know, just like you said, Alan, it's, you know, it's that cliche of putting the mask on on a plane before you help mm -hmm. your, you know, the other person. If I, I know that if I'm good, if I take a three day trip somewhere and I come back, I like my kids are going to benefit greatly yep. um, mm -hmm. from it. So uh, I do put myself first and, um, and, and my kids are so much better yeah. humans because of it. Oh, so yeah, the, I mean the videos, um, yeah, we just went, we decided to do these videos and I honestly, it was for us. And if anybody had followed me before TikTok, people know that I was really, uh, open on social media, certainly through the grieving process. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've always documented my life and this way I was just doing it in a way that was in the, in the form of TikTok. And, um, it, they ended up going viral. Uh, I think, I think at first, you know, some of them were geared towards was related to the pandemic. Some of it was geared towards LGBTQ. Some of it was geared towards Latin X. Um, but I think I learned that, or parents were just connecting that it was relatable content despite not fitting in any of those categories. And so I think what happens, it, what happened was, you know, my husband passed away nine years ago, but when videos go viral, they see the funny content or the stuff that's going viral. But once 
a few videos go, they go viral, then people want to do a deeper dive. Like, well, yep. why, why is he a single dad? Um, let, yep. Let's find out who he really is instead of doing these silly videos. And I think that once I started sharing some of that, the media caught on and then the media wanted to tell my story because I think it is a, you know, a, a, it is a story to be told. And it was during the pandemic, I think people were tired of really a lot of negativity and, and how depressing everything was. So they just were really featuring stories of perseverance and, mm -hmm. and positivity. And I was just at the right place at the right time for all of that. Were the videos the your form of self-care when you couldn't leave and get away? Oh yeah. Right. That was, that, that's how that, I should have wrapped that one up. You're that's absolutely, okay. <laughs> no, you're right. Like that, that really was, that, that was it. Like that was my, that's how I, we were all four of us were able to rejuvenate to, you know, having Avery focused on school and having, you know, the girls do the same and, and, you know, let, let's, if I know I'm going to document something, then we could do things that are fun and productive, like making something silly in the kitchen instead of, you know, there is this, you know, people can have negative feelings about social media. It does have its drawbacks. I have to be honest and say, I do feed off of social media, certainly to an extent, because I know that I'm more motivated to do different and fun things with my kids if I know I'm going to document it versus just laying on the couch and just having them be on their iPads all day, right? Sure. Which, which I've also done. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think it motivates me to do that, which in turn just ends up inspiring, you know, other, other folks. So yeah. I know zero about TikTok and I'm just starting to get into this and I'm scared out of my bejesus mind. Um, it's hard I will, though. I will pray to the God that I don't believe in to be successful on TikTok. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the, for you are, are, are you, do you find, I guess, were you editing before were, the creativity of social media and making videos and in, I guess, looking back um, on what you've done so far, I feel like it's sort of a, a diary, a journal of sorts to watch your children grow mm -hmm. up yeah. um, because now you get to look back in time and see what you're doing in particular moments and you're documenting the happy times and, and whatnot. And it just have to do it publicly so you can inspire others. But do you, do you do it? I know you talked about doing it for self-care, but is it more for, for your self-care or is it for your family? Like, do you get more out of it at, from a family perspective? I think it's a, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think that, I think initially it was really for us and, and, and you're right. Like I, I see our posts as a, as a timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, my kids, you know, I think again, because of the loss that I've dealt with, I don't have like videos of myself as a kid. Most of us don't have videos of ourselves as kids. And, right. um, and after my parents passed away, I'm like, well, wait, shit, fuck. I've got questions like that will never be answered. Right. Like how, much of a queen was I when I was five years old? You know what I mean? Like, like, like was my list stronger then than it is now? Like, you know, I've got questions and they'll never be answered. And so for me, documenting has always been important. It's something I've always done for many, many years. And I was a video editor before I became a wedding planner. So that, that um, hones in on, on a thought you just had. And so it does make editing, editing for me more uh, it makes it easier what happened it, what happened was i think 
initially it was just for my family and the people that were following us. And then there was one post in particular that made me realize that there's something bigger happening here because I don't shy away from controversy either. And so, um, you know, when I, if I, I misspeaking here, I can't remember his title, but the, I, the, one of the, the CEO of Goya came out, um, in support of Trump. Oh, I and, remember that. Yeah. And so, you know, being Puerto Rican, being Latin, like Goya is like our jam, you know, and, and I, everything that I have is I have a whole cabinet just for Goya stuff. And so and Cafe Bustelo. And Cafe Bustelo. And so everything <laughs> for me was I've seen that um, video. So so that was really like disappointing um in our community. And so I ended up doing a, a TikTok post where I simulated a funeral um for Goya products in our home. So I <laughs> That's so, amazing. So so I had my kids dress up in black and I had us like we're gonna have you to know, spare that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had us take out um all the Goya products. I had them put it in the styrofoam box and on top of it it said rest in peace, R.I.P. And then it happened to be raining that day. So then we all just waved at this, you know, coffin like thing of Goya products just going down the a stream down our street. And then it shows us at the end like dancing a little salsa, right? Now what happened was I did all the proper or improper hashtags. And um all of a sudden that one, that was another one that blew up, but um, it, it's, it's what they call, now they call it negative viral. And so it pissed, people off. it pissed a lot of people off. And, and for two weeks on Instagram, not even TikTok, on Instagram, if you typed in Goya, just Goya, uh, the very top three of all of the Goya, whatever, uh, uh, posts, on the right side was um, uh, Alexandra Ocasio because she came out really strong against it. On the left, far left side was I Ivanka Trump holding up a Goya product in the in the um, <laughs> Oval Office. Wow. And smack dead center was my kids walking down in black <laughs> doing this like funeral service for Goya products. <laughs> and so, literally for three weeks and uh, two weeks, and so. Um, so I got so much like virtual hate mail, people threatening us, people saying you're, um, you know, calling me faggot, saying you're like the worst father, um, saying that I'm teaching my kids how to hate the president, how to waste food. Now, that food was donated. My kids had no idea how to even to do with Trump. They were like three and they were like four and five at the time. And so we were, I was just aware of them to have fun. Anyway, I think that was the first time that it sort of hit me that, oh wow. shit, like, like there was something, a, something bigger happening with our account here. And um, it's something to be mindful of. You know, we've done stuff with Black Lives Matter, LGBT, you know, we, we definitely do. We, we take a stand for things, but now I do it a little bit more thoughtfully um, because at the end of the day, my job is to protect my children. And so, you know, I'll never shy away from us taking a stand on things we believe in. Actually, just just yesterday, we, we just partnered up with the CDC and we're doing a four part series about misinformation that kids are getting on the playground about the vaccine. And so I did part three. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did I'm, like, I'm sorry. 
Go yeah. ahead, and then, I, then I'll tell you why I was laughing. Like, like you know, you're being tracked with a GPS um, for, because you've been ejected. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This shit's going around, right? So I know, I know. So, so I so I agreed to partner up with the CDC because I it's something you know we believe in being vaccinated. We believe in kids being vaccinated, and so yeah, just yesterday, if you look at my that post, there's somebody on there that says said, um, you know, this. Um, I disagree, and I think you. Um, I think it's you need to stick to the posts that we all actually want to oh, see, type of thing. And them. of course, I I replied, and you know, I don't I don't care if anybody disagrees. I think that's totally fine. But th- now you're going to dictate what I should or should not post. And obviously, this person hasn't been following me long enough to know that, you know, I don't I don't shy away from things that we believe in. Well, I think you gracefully glossed over i was partnered with the cdc i want to get into how that happened in the first place but then the reason i was laughing was i was like you know because i'm I'm thinking of my five-year-old who's like hey hey susie you you know what i heard you know i heard i heard it in in your milk that you're drinking right now there's a tracker and uh the vaccine amplifies its effect you know like i'm picturing my kids you know conspiracy theorizing uh, on the playground well, you know, depending on where you are in the world, right? Where you are in that, you're 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 at that breakfast table with your parents, and you're overhearing your parents say shit, crazy shit, right? And yeah. so, and if it sounds sci-fi, why wouldn't you share it with Bob, who's sitting next to you? <laughs> you know, while you're putting the, some blocks together, you know what I mean? Like that's cool. Like that's let's be off from like the stupid shit we're learning in school. Let me tell you something really cool I heard this morning. You know, you uh, stole my dinosaur, and vaccines are a hoax. Totally. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Alan's right about the CDC drop. And that was actually, so I'm going to, and I know this isn't all of them. I'm going to go back. The Today Show, Now This News, Ellen's Game of Games, The Tamron Hall Show, Univision, The Drew Barrymore Show, co host of Parenting Wins, named TikToks 2021, Latinx, Trailblade, like, the fuck <laughs> like at what point did that start happening and what were you thinking about it and the cdc yeah. let's add the cdc to it yeah i think people were organically i i think that's one of the cool things about what happened is a lot of people you know that overused word of pivoting um last year or in 2020 um i think for us there was no intentional pivot it was just all really organic and you know it took like one media person i tamron hall was the first one their people reached out and said, hey, we love your content and we think it's positive, can we post? And then from there, it just went from the next to the next to the next. And our probably our biggest, hmm. our biggest two was, you know, being interviewed by Craig Melvin from the Today Show. And then um, from there, we were on the cover of Parents Latino Magazine, which was huge wow. because we're the first gay dad on their cover. And not only was wow. it a parent, yeah, not only was it a parenting magazine, but it was also geared towards the Latin market, which, you know, as as we may or may not know, it can be a very homophobic culture. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was just such this wonderful thing that was just happening. And um, I don't know, we just, I, I, I think, I honestly, like COVID, Black Lives Matter, just all of that stuff, mm-hmm. they, they were looking for people that checked off these boxes and I, I you know some people have called me a unicorn in that sense because i'm not just a latin dad i'm not just lgbtq um you know i have a, a mug that says in a world where you can be anything be a fucking unicorn and now i feel like i need to send it to you yeah <laughs> I, I i would love that and so 
Yeah, you know, and I, I think for us, it's been like, listen, we'll ride this wave and and we'll see what happens with it. And and then and then things got really crazy where campaigns were paying us to do like a 30 yeah. second TikTok and, and probably maybe contractually, I, I won't mention any names, but we've done some. Well, I can tell you what we, we've done, like stuff for Old Navy and Microsoft and and Royal uh, Caribbean, right? Because yeah, Royal Caribbean, like we've done a bunch of stuff. But there are now campaigns that there are people that have reached out to us and say, you know, hey, would you would you do would you promote this? And I might be like, well, maybe I don't know. And they're like, well, would you do it for twenty thousand for a sixty second TikTok? <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah, like, <laughs> you want me to not just my... free product, but 20 grand. Yes. Right. Like I'll use Clorox as an example because I did not do any campaign with Clorox, but I'm like, you want me to douse myself in Clorox? I'll do it. Like for 20 K, <laughs> like, just tell me what to do. Um, and, and it's kind of shocking because to be honest, like 20,000 is like, even, even listen, our first campaign, they offered us 200. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. $200, like, that's, not 200. $200 yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. $200. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. They're going to pay us to do something we already like doing. We just have to mention their name. Um, and now we're sort of like at this 20 K bracket and, and I'm like, Oh my God, do you understand? Well, let me use 10 K because 10 K was like a milestone for us. And I'm like, I, this is close to what we charge our partial planning clients yeah. in, in the wedding industry. And, work and I'm with them for a year and a half. <laughs> I'm with them for a year yeah. and a half, but you are offering me the same thing to do something with my kids that I already love doing. And it's only like between filming, editing, and sending, we're done in less than an hour. And you want to charge me that amount? And, and for me... 10,000, 20,000 is a shitload of money, but for them, it's a drop in the bucket because they're not paying a celebrity 200,000 mm -hmm. to do what they were, they're asking me to do. So for me, it's like a win-win and, and for our kids too. So, you know, unexpectedly, here's this whole other residual income. And I don't even know if I'd call it residual at this point. I'm making just as much doing this stuff as I am doing weddings. And now NYC Gay Dad is an LLC. It's like a legitimate business now. And now I take 50% of that and I put it into my wedding planning business so I could hire someone full time so that my business grows over here and I could focus over here and grow that further over here. So the whole thing, I mean, I'm getting a, a bit like uh, uh, excited and emotional about it because I don't think I've just told it like this before. And it's, it's just sort of like hitting me like, holy shit. And it's all happened like organically and not, not out of like, you know, intention of like, this is what I want to do. And certainly, you know, halfway through, it does become like, or we have to strategize a little bit more, but, but really it has you talk been. about embracing chance and leaning <laughs> yeah. all the way in. Yeah. And, and, and no matter what industry you're in, I think we sort of fall into the trap of if you're doing something else outside of what your main thing is, then it's sort of looked down upon. It means that maybe whatever your main thing is, you're not so successful at or you're good at because you have to like, you're looking for money elsewhere. And one of the things that I would like to, you know, talk about and, you know, and, and tell folks is like, when you're open to possibility, then more comes to you. And, and you, if, if you were good at something when you were a kid, if you were good at like, and, and 
like just try things out. Just be really open to possibility because you may be surprised. You may wake up one day and like you're like you're doing really well for yourself and your family and your support your support systems, right? So I don't if know. You enjoy what you're doing. It's not work, and all of a sudden you're doing lots of it. You can be an ambivert in this situation. You can have multiple talents and skills, and also you learn new things, and you change, and you grow, and you like new things. And it, like, there's just room for embracing all of that. That's yeah, new word, ambivert. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna like talk about like, a, what is it, ambio? What? I, well, so I call it an multi-hyphenate. I assume they're the same thing. It, it, so, and and. It, I'm I'm probably bastardizing the use though. An ambivert is somebody who is sometimes an introvert and sometimes an extrovert, but you can apply it to having different skills and doing different work. You can have I, all of these different passions. Yeah. I just Googled it. I it's love that. Ambivert. A oh, person ambivert? whose personality wow. has a balance of extrovert and ambivert. introvert features. Ambivert. Incredible. There you go. There you go. There. If nothing else, you've learned a word today, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I pronounced it wrong the first time, and that is going to haunt me in my sleep. So we can just be really. Oh my God. No, that, this is great. That's why Alan is so fantastic. He's like holding you accountable. <laughs> yeah, is that I'm... why Alan's so fantastic? I don't tell know. Me, tell me more about how I'm fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so, so Jose, this is incredible. And I was going to ask you, and then you, you just did it. If you were thinking about moving away from events to lean more into yeah. this, but you just explained how you're going to build that and maybe not be the center, I think is what I heard is like, yeah. have lots of support there. So you can still run this business that you feel passion for and grow this, which is family. So it's yeah. more time with your kids. Mm -hmm. um, any idea? We, we got pushed back on this question once with one of our guests. What kind of chance you're looking to embrace next? Like, is, are there, is there something out there that you're thinking about or, you wouldn't want to try or you're excited about? Hmm. Um, so, so yes. Um, and, and by the way, I get that question a lot from people in the industry. Do you still want to do weddings? And I'm like, are you telling me as, are you asking me as my competition or as a friend? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> um, and I, I still love doing what I do. So, you know, the goal is to maybe do less weddings and make more money. Right. So, but I'll yes. never, I'll, I'll never stop doing weddings. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I, so I think chant when we're talking about chance and what I'm looking forward to in the future, there's, there are a couple projects that are in the works. Um, I'm working with someone in particular meeting with writers who they want to potentially turn my story into a 30 minute sitcom. Yes, please. Um, yes. And that can be really, you know, interesting. And they want to do like a, like a Veep style or like Lisa Kudrow's comeback type of thing where like, you know, something sort of born out of, you know, tragedy, but then it's just about all the follies of like a single dad in New York City raising three kids with three very different personalities while he's going on all these crazy dates, right? So yes. um, there's possibility there. And then, you know, uh, there's a children's book that um, we're working on. And um, yeah, there's a couple other projects that, that we're currently, and I'm just sharing these things for the first time out of any of the inter interviews Thank that I've done. You. Yeah, I... I, I don't know this. So these are th because, well, nobody's asked me that question. And so these are things that are in the future that are hopeful uh, in hopefully in our future to, you know, just create more awareness, positivity and, and inspire um, 
all families, despite despite your your family dynamic and makeup. All right, one more quick break. Hang on a second. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Here's the rest of the episode. Looking back at everything. I know that that was supposed to be the last question, but I have one more. Looking back at every. Everything you've been on, uh, all the shows and, and you know, the, the lives you've influenced with the wedding planning and now the, the, the social media channel and you're inspiring and you're letting people know. I, uh, I've got another um, couple, uh, they're a gay couple who are documenting their whole road to adoption um, on, online as well. And they're big. They've become very big influencers themselves. Yeah. Are, do you have a favorite um, sort of avenue or medium or, I guess, focus that brings you the most joy and the most creativity or most creatively fulfilled? Or is it just like being the multi-hyphenate, you have to have all of it to be whole? Yeah. That. Oh, man. I love that question. And it, it's it's a question that I know I won't be able to answer fully because it's going to create it's going to have me thinking a lot throughout the day about it. Um, but <laughs> right, right off the bat, I'll say, um, out of the mediums I do, I'm, I'm comfortable in front of a camera. I'm not necessarily comfortable in front of a still camera, but I'm comfortable <laughs> in front of a camera because I get to just be me. And so for me to be able to host something where, you know, I'm, I'm inspiring others who are possibly going through their own changes, whether it's, you know, moving to a new city or going through a divorce or whatever it is, like my ultimate, you know, fantasy and the medium that will really feel like, oh, we've arrived is if I'm in that moment in in a chair where I, and I, I also like the idea of like co-hosting even more because I think I really mm. believe in in bouncing up, like how you guys are bouncing off. I want to co-host something with you. Can we play? Can we do something yeah. fun together? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we definitely can. And so there, there has to be a there's a space for that somewhere. And I would love to do I would love to do that in in some video form, whether if it's you know through the interwebs or actual television. Um, that would be really really fantastic. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. That's my I love answer it. To that. You're so much fun. I knew that you would be in your really fun. To, I I do really poorly conceived TikToks, and <laughs> um, and they take me forever, and I find them really hard. And so when I look at your stuff, I'm like, man, this must take a lot of time and a lot of work. But um, I can tell that you really enjoy it. Can you tell folks how they can connect with you and follow you and find you and stay up to speed on all these incredible things you're doing? 
Yeah, well, you know, somehow I nailed down NYC Gay Dad years ago. And so luckily that's just what it is across the board on Facebook, on um, on Instagram, on TikTok, um, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so that's an easy one to remember. And then it's the same for Jose Rolón events. So you could, if you put in Jose Rolón events, you can see um, everything that we're up to. And nycgaydad.com um, actually will show a lot of things that we've been doing, including co-hosting a parenting show, that web series that we did um, la uh, last year. Um, and so, yeah, NYC Gay Dad across the board. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. And hopefully, Alan, very nice to meet you. hopefully we'll see each other on the streets here in, uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Jose, thank you so much for being here and just for being awesome and putting all of this goodness out into the world because... All of those media platforms that have reached out, they're right. Like it, it makes, it just makes the world better. So thank you for, for joining us. It was great. Great connecting with both of you. What a cool guy. I want him to be my dad. I want him to be our best friend. Like we our say that about, podcast. We say that about everybody. Friend. We have we such do. great guests, don't we? <laughs> we, have, we have like the best guests. The best. And I, I love this. God, I love how people can make whole new careers this is when i start feeling like an old fart like get off my lawn but people make whole <laughs> careers of posting uh not stupid viral videos jumping their teslas in in california right did you see that video recently by the way um no. don't do that um a youtuber jumped uh, a tesla and it messed up so many things anyway don't look it up because don't encourage this person but the you know jose is is promoting good messaging. He is standing up for what is right. He is documenting his children's life at a young age in in a very safe and healthy way, I think. And I just love everything that is wrapped up into this package. And he's created this whole positive outlook on life out of, I mean, this intense, unexpected mm. tragedy. Yeah, he has. And it is that I do remember really clearly when when Tim passed and, and Barnett going, oh, my God, like, it's just so shocking to hear something like that. And also the world is really small. Talk about embracing chance, leaning in. I mean, often we'll have to say, oh, what was the chance that we kind of have to lead that? We did not have to do that in this conversation because mm -hmm. every other word out of Jose's mouth was like, and I leaned into this chance and then this crazy opportunity. You know, it was just fantastic. Y'all should follow him because they're it's creative and clever and funny. He's really mm -hmm. funny. He said something too, uh, to what complimentary to what you just said was, uh, he said that in the interview that it, when you're open to chance, then more opportunity. When you're open to opportunity, yeah. more opportunity just keeps falling yeah. into your lap. And it, I think it's a it's training your brain, it's training your your psyche to be open to these opportunities when they come in front of you. Because it, I think it really is a skill you have to develop to learn to recognize potential opportunities. And then there's always just kind of what i mean some things you hear these stories of like oh it's just bartending at starbucks and i got discovered and now i'm a big mega star like that happens but it's so rare but i think so many people have the opportunity to or have an opportunity to embrace opportunities but they don't realize it so when you start noticing these things it's a skill set you have to develop to then have one opportunity build on the other build on the next build on the next and then all of a sudden you turn around and you're you've climbed to the top of a mountain without realizing it 
Absolutely. And and you're at the top of the mountain. You don't even realize you got there and you realize there's an, another mountain right over there that you think it might be fun to try climbing. I mean, quite frankly, we never really talk about my work here, but that's the core of my of my coaching method, the brave method. Wait, you work? I do. Oh, I, tell I, me I about do. It. Yeah, no, we won't do that right now. But that is the, like <laughs> this whole, it's like stop and pause and be aware and celebrate because we often, we push and push and push and go and go and go. And we don't stop to look at all the little things that we're doing that add up to getting us where we are. And maybe even especially if where you are right now as a listener isn't exactly where you want to be. But if you look back a year or two years or three years, chances are pretty good. You're a lot further along than you were and you haven't given mm-hmm. yourself credit for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, there's a lot. Uh, we've heard about this. We've seen this common theme in our guests. Uh, everybody looks at their past, I put in air quotes, failures and mm-hmm. uses them as learning learning opportunities and stepping stones. And I mean, even Jim Jamiro, we get back to him, like, what was the biggest failure you turned into an opportunity? He's like, I does not compute. What is a failure? <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> His biggest He's... failure was not talking Disney into agreeing to start the Disney Channel when it was, what did he say, 19 cents? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, when it, it cost not millions of dollars to get into the satellite <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. But just people like that, people like like Jose, who who have experienced loss and experienced tragedy, experienced failure, who are just like, all right, well, you have no choice but to move forward and then learn learn from it and get better. I I love that. I love that. And everybody, everybody needs to do it. And I know it's harder for some people for some reasons, obviously. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And so everybody's got a different path and a different journey. But I mean, if you take nothing else out of this podcast, just embrace opportunity and learn from learn from failures right yeah. that's what I mean, that's what life is i think the key is don't assume it's all lost or that it's all bad or that you mm-hmm. can't get out or you can't create a change just look look for a a crack somewhere in all of in the roadblock that's in front of you cuz it's there you might have to get creative you might have to get a chisel you know like what's it? The old saying used to be, "If there's not a seat at the table, bring your own chair." And then now it says, "Just build your own fucking table." Yep. And that's, I think that's what we're talking about. Well, now that's you can three so D cool. print it, but you know, <laughs> only if you can afford the three D printer, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get out of here. Let's wrap this up and go look. For, go look I, for our own crack. Look for your own that. Okay, you're going to end on looking for our own crack. Is that well, what? You took it there. <laughs> I but I was talking about in like a big you know cement wall and I know, no, I know you didn't mean it like that. I know it. No, really, mean. this was fun. I love Jose, and I'm so glad that he was here with us today. It was it was really great, folks. We're glad you're hanging out with us. We want to hear what you think of the show. We want to hear about the chance opportunities you're embracing. What's happening in your life, Alan? How can they do that? They can follow us on Instagram at wasitchance uh, and also email us at wasitchancepodcast at gmail.com. That is Gmail for those who pronounce it properly. <laughs> You're such a nut. You can. And uh, yeah, we we respond to you directly. There's no big machine behind it. It's it's just me and Alan. So if Hello. you send us a DM, Crags. there we're, we're hiding in the crags. 
If you send us a DM, if you send us an email, one of us will get back to you personally. It'll probably be me, let's be honest. You have been listening to Was It Chance, the podcast about embracing opportunity and taking intentional risk for your creative life. I'm Heather Vickery. And I'm Alan Seal. Let's talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.